We can find instant satisfaction in almost anything these days. Sleepy? Instant coffee. Need to sell your car fast? Car sales? Instant offer. That's right. Sell your car the instant way. And get it done with Australia's most trusted site for cars. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. SENZ in the mornings and talk about Brendan McCullen applying his trade overseas. Well, our guest, our very special guest first up this morning has been doing that for a while. Good morning to uh, Dean Lonigan. Dino, lovely to talk to you again, mate. Smitty, how are you going? How big is that news about Brendan McCullen going to coach England? I couldn't agree more with your sentiments. They do love a headline, and the best thing a coach can do is be silent and just produce results. So it'll be fascinating to see how he goes and handles the pressure over there because New Zealand media by comparison is tame. Well, this came out of the blue for us. You know, I mean, we thought he might be the white ball coach, you know, do the, the T20s and the 50 over stuff. But to get the biggest job, I reckon that outside the English football manager's job, this is the biggest job in England he's taken on. So uh, as his first gig as an international cricket coach, it don't come much bigger, mate. Mate, it's about as good as it gets. And as you uh, rightly identified, they pay in English pounds and lots of them. So I'm sure Brendan's very happy about that. <laughs> Oh, well, OK, <laughs> let's get back. The life and soul of Dean Lonergan has just come to the fore, folks. Here we go. Uh, look, um, Paul Gallen the other night. Uh, a lot of interest in Paul Gallen, Dino, uh, at the Newcastle Entertainment Centre. Uh, he got beat, but um, he's the guy we'd love to hate but admire at the same time. Smithy, I can't tell you how much I like Paul Gallen and how much of a good guy he really is. I was fortunate enough. I worked with him on a couple of occasions uh, once with Fight for Life many, many years ago. Then we did some stuff with him as an ambassador for the Nines. And uh, last year, he fought Justice Hooney, taking his first loss uh, in Sydney. And Gal was just an absolute dream and a pleasure to deal with. He's a wonderful family man. You know, he commits a lot of the time to his kids, and then he's got a huge amount of time and commitment to the media and what he does. And uh, he got beat. He just grew old overnight, to be fair. He's up against it. They made a poor choice in going to Southport. Uh, and I can't pronounce the guy's second name, Chris Kostovsky. I, I can't pronounce it. Excuse all the Greek people out there for who I've fluffed this for. But, uh, mate, Southpaws are difficult. And uh, the guy had a background in boxing and, mate, he did the right thing by... He circled away from Gal's right hand and he stayed away from Gal and just popped him, you know, hit him with lots of jabs, good left shots. And then when he came in close, he just tied him up. It was the exact right fight to fight and he did well. And, uh, you know, now potentially that guy will be an opponent of Justice Hooney. Well, Chris Tzewski, I'll have it uh, go at it as well, and I apologise if go. I've got it wrong. Yeah, there you go. Uh, the toughest man, he said about, this is about Gallon, the toughest man I've ever hit in my life, literally the toughest man in Australia. That's a hell of a compliment. Oh, look, he, uh, Gal got that title after Justice Hooney gave him a severe beating a year ago. And uh, Gal's incredibly tough, and he can take the punishment, but uh, I really hope he finishes up his boxing career now. Because the one thing you don't want to... He's come out of the sport very, very wealthy, and good luck to him. But, mate, you also got to be healthy. And uh, boxing, you know, it's, if you're in the sport for too long, it can be a dangerous sport because of all the knocks to the head. So it'll be a great thing for Gal to, uh, to pull out now and uh, go, you know, go away and probably just go... Take us on media commentary because he's very good at it. You're very good. So just before we let uh, Gal go, why do we hate him? <laughs> I think he's just, he's just proudly from New South Wales. He's proudly Australian, and he desperately wants to win. And most importantly, he speaks what's on his mind. He's an absolute media darling, 
because he gives you commentary that's not black, it, it's black and white and it's not grey. Well, for most sports people nowadays, they've all had, you know this well, Smitty, they've all had their media training and they won't say anything controversial. Where a gal doesn't like a bloke, he tells you, he does what he has to do to sell his fights. And uh, he did the same in State of Origin when he was playing that and did the same for Cronulla. He just doesn't take a backward step. And some people like that and some people don't. But I can tell you, knowing the guy from up close, particularly in the last sort of year and a half, we've had quite a bit to do with each other. We're not not we catch up and have cups of tea. But we, uh, we talk on the phone quite a bit. And his commitment to his family is nothing short of amazing. And his commitment to his training and his work, you know, he's a real uh, example of not just physical toughness, but mental toughness. And I think, you know, all sports will look up for mentally tough people. And when it comes to, uh, and you know this better than anyone, Smitty, is that boxing's not a, it's not a team sport. You know, you can't, uh, you can't make a, like a Labrador and bludgeon the blind like the rugby league players do and the rugby union players do when they get a bit tired. So, uh, you know, Gal's about as tough as it comes, and he's, he's proven across two sports. He's not exactly the biggest man on the planet, but he's certainly got one of the biggest hearts. So just um, the, the SBW, the Sonny Bill Williams uh, fight with Paul, uh, Paul Gallen won't eventuate in your mind, no? I don't think so. I think Sonny Bill's doing his best to avoid it, or until uh, it'll be offered to Gal when Sonny Bill knows that he can win, you know, and uh, that's probably coming very close. So I wouldn't be surprised if they try and bring him out of retirement next year and make there be big money in it, what, what Sonny Bill's trying to do is get a bigger share of the pie, you know, so uh, I, I can't see it happening. And right at the end of the day, they've got real boxers over here. You know, like you know, George Cambosis is going to, uh, is a unified champion. He's fighting in Melbourne soon in front of 40,000. You've got Tim Zoo's going very well. You've got Justice Hooney. You've got Jaya Bataille who fights for a world title on the Gold Coast very soon. So uh, the days of the football players hogging the limelight over here, I think, will slowly diminish. But, uh, of course, when you've got celebrity, mate, people want to see you, uh, for whatever reason, get in the ring and do what you do. So, Dino, there is another dynasty, uh, of course, continuing in Australian boxing too, and that's uh, the, the Zoo family uh, uh, dynasty. Nikita the other night, uh, of course, brother of Tim's and both sons of Costa Zoo. I mean, this is an incredible story as well. Yeah, it is, Smitty. You know, Tim Zoo... He's done, they've done very, very well in the marketing department and choosing his opponents. It's going to be fascinating to see. He's now the WBO mandatory. It's going to be fascinating to see how he goes when he gets a truly world-class opponent up. And his last fight, he got dropped in the first round, got up to win the fight. But the guy that he was fighting didn't exactly punch big and wasn't exactly the world's greatest fighter. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how he goes at the very, very top level. Nikita Zhu, the other night, looked very strong. He uh, came out and I think he won in the first round against a guy who was five and zero. So it was a good result for Nikita. Uh, there are, you know, there's lots of rumours around Australian boxing that he's been dropped in sparring on a number of occasions, and mate, that's you know, I'm sure he'll get better and get past that. But uh, yeah, it's looking very, very strong. And of course, there's a son, both sons of the famous Kostasu, who uh, was a world champion over here and much embraced and much loved by the Australian public. Interesting. Uh, look, Dino, you are of course uh, part of the introduction to the world of boxing really uh, on a professional uh, basis for Joseph Parker, a very young Joseph Parker. Um, now they're, they're, they're mooting this fight between Joseph Parker and Joe Joyce. One, do you think it'll happen? Two, how do you think it would go? I think it definitely happens. I saw the other day they're talking about, the, you think yesterday, they're talking about a two or three fight deal which makes a lot of sense and that would suggest that Frank Warren, who Joe Joyce is with, is worried about his charge uh, not being able to win the fight. Um, I think Joe Joyce is uh, in the WBO is number one, Joe Parker is number two, so if they fight each other, it'll be for the mandatory. So it's for enormous stakes because to win, to fight for the world title now at heavyweight is worth 
you know, millions and millions of dollars. So uh, it's a big deal for Joe Parker. I think he's more than capable of beating Joe Joyce. And uh, if that fight does happen, they're talking about early June or July, uh, it will be a massive fight for Joe. And I think he's more than capable of winning it. Dino, on the heavy, staying on the heavyweights, uh, maybe uh, the end of uh, Tyson Fury in the ring for all intents and purposes. You, you never quite know because uh, he, he could be lured back, um, the Gypsy King. Uh, he's right up your alley, this bloke, because not only is he a terrific boxer with a great record, uh, he's a showman as well. There's a show about him, which is exactly what you love to see. Um, Dino, uh, he did say... Uh, I believe I should be regarded as uh, one of the greatest boxers of all time in the heavyweight division. Do you agree with that? I do. You know, like he's six foot seven, six foot eight. He's got amazing boxing skills. He's been dropped a couple of times and gets back up. You know, he's had all sorts of trials and tribulations. He's a great showman, so he's unbeaten. You know, and if he, and I don't think for one second you've seen the last of Tyson Fury. Uh, in the media spotlight. One, I expected to do some WWE stuff, or WWF as it's now called. Uh, and I also expected to probably, you know, he might take on that Francis Ngannou from the uh, from the UFC. He's a heavyweight champ over there. But he, I think he will be lured back into the ring because it was only a couple of months ago he's saying, there's no place where I'm happier than when I'm training for boxing in the ring. And uh, he's a, a guy who uh, has got well-documented mental health issues. He's, he, he's celebrated the fact that he's got those. He's gone out and talked many, many times on, you know, to people who, who encourage them to try and get help for mental health issues. He's been, a ma- I think, a wonderful advocate uh, for that side of things. And uh, I do think we'll see Tyson Fury again, and I do think he's one of the all-time greats. And I do think that even the likes of the great Muhammad Ali at six foot two, I think he was, would struggle, or six foot three would struggle uh, with Tyson Fury. And most certainly Mike Tyson, he wouldn't be able to hit him because he just at such big range, so I think the statement's I think the statement's fair. What are your major projects at the moment, Dean? I have way too many projects on Ian Smith. After two years of COVID and sort of cancelling fights and what have you, I've got about eight, nine fights coming up, big maybe more, maybe ten fights in the next eight months. And we just uh, just got to get them done. We're over here in Australia. I'm coming back to New Zealand where goes something has been well documented. We're gonna be doing fight for life again over there. Uh, so we've got lots going on, Reggie and us uh, really and um, you know so yeah it's, we're, it's exciting we're, Jaya Pattaya who's a cruiserweight is fighting for the world title over here uh, in July 2 I've got Justice Hootie is lining up against a guy might have uh, dropped I can't, we can't get uh, Dean through I, I can't hear him anyway but hopefully he's still there and there's a couple of questions I really want to ask him so um, we might just um, try and call him back if that's possible fellas or get him back up on air um, because it's one or two things uh, I really would like to uh, to ask Dino before we let him go. So, um, yeah, he's busy. Oh, of course he's busy. He's got so much on. I mean, he always did have a lot on um, when I worked with him uh, in radio in a previous station. Uh, he was always, always going to business meetings. Um, he was always meeting people to try and arrange things. Um, so hopefully we've, we've got him back. Dino, sorry we lost you there, mate. And uh, we lost you at a crucial stage. Um, because I was, when, I was just saying to the, the folks uh, listening in that when I worked with you previously, um, you were a very busy guy, of course, but you, you had this young son, uh, Liam, who you were very, very proud of, uh, loved him to death, of course, you used to bring him up uh, every half hour about what he was up to. Um, so I'd I, I just like to know what Liam Lonigan is up to now. Liam Lonigan, can you hear me okay? I'm sheltering from the, from, I'm on a bl- uh, blustery, wind, windy Gold Coast at the moment. 
Liam Lonigan's yep. over here like, working with me, Smitty. We, we work together every single day. I'm not a Alrighty, sorry about that, mate. I'm just hiding behind a barbecue to try and get out of the window. That's that. <laughs> yeah, you don't hide behind many. No, that's a very fair point. I'm as fat as a house. I do like the Gold Coast. Right, Liam Lonigan, he's working with me, mate. We're up and down the uh, the coast, east coast of Australia doing what we do. And he also does quite a bit of stand-up comedy, would you believe? And uh, he's very good at it. I haven't uh, been allowed to go and see him uh, do the comedy as yet, and I will be at some stage. But, yeah, so, mate, he's busy as all heck with me, and we're having a good time doing it. Did I, did I Google the same Liam Lonigan who's been on a, uh, a reality show or of, of that kind of thing? Because uh, the, the bloke that I Googled is a hell of a good-looking young man, um, and, and it said he was a boxing promoter, etc. I, I assume that there aren't too many Liam Lonigans doing that. And if he is such a good-looking young man, his mother must have been a beautiful woman. It's fair to say, Smithy, in her day, she, and even today, she's still a beautiful woman. Liam definitely got the looks off mum. Don't worry about that. <laughs> well, it's great to know that he's successful. Dana, we cannot let you go without uh, perhaps a cursory talk uh, about the Warriors. Uh, going through two tumultuous times over here at the moment under Nathan Brown. They copped it this week big time because of their performance against Paul Gallon's Sharks. Look, the one thing the Warriors are, and they always have been, is they're consistent with their inconsistencies. To lose 70 to 10 against Melbourne, turn around, come back and have a win. I can't, I was it the Tigers, I think. And then they turn around against Cronulla, with Cronulla down to 11 men at one stage, managed to lose by 20 points, which they probably would have lost by 40 had Cronulla had their bloody full complement on for the game. I think they have to have a serious, this is systemic, Reggie, um, Ian, and, uh, my personal opinion, right, I read a great article by Chris Ratu. He says, yeah, maybe it's time to have a look at Cameron George and the coach, Nathan Brown. Here's what I can tell you. You've got to give the coach time, settle in and do his job. And I think that's a good two to three years. But there are two key positions in this organisation, as in with every organisation, if you want to be successful. You've got to have the right CEO. You have to have the right coach. If you can't make the top eight two or three years in a row, mate, gas him move on because I'm telling you they've had, they've had no success now for upwards of maybe 10 years. Uh, they haven't been consistently in the eight and that's, you know, that's a minimum requirement of success. So I think uh, the blowtorch needs to come on both Cameron George and Nathan Brown. Having said that, if they can turn it around and make the eight this year, we'll make that we'll buy them a bit of reprieve but you've got to have a serious look at it. Dino, always great to catch up with you and uh, find out what you're up to. Um, and uh, find out what Liam's up to. That's even more revealing, to be fair, and your views on the boxing in the league. As always, mate, look after yourself over there. Stay well uh, and keep jogging. Thank you very much, Smitty. I've got to apologise for calling you Reg. A good mate of mine, Mike Regal, rings me every Friday, and I was speaking to him just before you, so I got this mixed up. It's a trouble when you get older, Smitty. I'm 56 years of age, and my brain's going. It's not good. Try being 65, brother. Try being 65. Fair point. Hopefully I'll get there. <laughs> Okay, mate. Dino, always great to catch up with you, pal. Uh, Stay out of the wind over there. Thank you for your time this morning. Great. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.